0: That's com. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 1310, The Incredible Power of the 1% Margin for Improvement, part one, by Paula Pant of affordanything.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. Happy Saturday, and welcome to one of the only podcasts in the world where blogs are narrated to you for free with permission from the authors. It's an award-winning podcast thanks to you. I'll keep this intro nice and short for the weekend, so let's get right to it and start optimizing your life. The Incredible Power of the 1% Margin for Improvement, part one, by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. Another month is over. Your bills have arrived. You settle down on the couch, scanning through your statements. Sheesh, it happened. You spent more money than you intended, again. You made a resolution maybe for New Year's, maybe on your birthday, maybe on any random day of the year, you promise yourself that this time, things will be different. This year would be the year that you pay off your debt, hit your savings target, buy that first rental property, open that retirement account, start a side business, boost your income, but the only thing that's happened is that you're a little older, nothing else changed. Despite all your determination, despite all your good intentions, you're in the same spot now as you were six months ago. What gives? 1% margin for improvement. The British cycling team used to feel the same way. Every year the team tried to win the Tour de France. Every year they failed. This pattern repeated over and over and over again, spanning generations, lifetimes. The team competed for 76 years. They lost every time. In 2012, their fate transformed. A British cyclist won the Tour de France. Another British teammate placed second. And for dessert, the team took home eight gold medals at the London Olympics that same year. I'll ask again, what gives? Their path to victory started a decade earlier when Dave Brailsford took over as the team's manager and performance director. Brailsford believes in the theory of the 1% margin for improvement, also known as the aggregation of marginal gains. He applied this to every aspect of the team members' lives. He started with the obvious, seat ergonomics, wheel weight, athlete nutrition. He placed the cyclists in a wind tunnel and found minor improvements in aerodynamic technique. He saw that dust was affecting tires and gears, so he painted the floor white to aid the cleaning staff. He found the most restful mattresses and pillows and transported these to hotels during team travels. He hired a surgeon to teach the athletes about proper hand-washing techniques. He found the most effective massage gel. He became precise about food preparation. One of his athletes carried his own espresso maker to hotels so he can brew the perfect cup before competition. We search for small improvements everywhere, Brailsford told the Harvard Business Review. Quote, forget about perfection, focus on progression. End quote. Microprogress in your life. You might not need to focus on the ergonomics of your bicycle like Brailsford did, you can use this approach to make micro progress towards your goals. Want to invest in your first rental property? Take tiny steps to prepare yourself. Read one article per day. Increase your savings or income by small amounts as you build a down payment fund. Spend an hour per week looking at price to rent values of various neighborhoods. Likewise, get better sleep, eat clean, exercise. These affect your focus, concentration, and productivity. Brailsford isn't the only person who tested this idea. The incredible story of micro-progress traces back to the 1830s. 1% chess. Wilhelm Steinitz was a fierce competitor. The youngest of 13 children, born into a poor family in 1830s Prague, Steinitz learned chess at age 12 and began competing in his 20s after moving to Vienna. He distinguished himself as the best chess player in Austria and then went on to become the first undisputed world champion of chess. He attributes his success to an accumulation of small advantages. I was champion for 28 years because I played on certain principles which neither my biggest rival nor anyone else of his time understood, he wrote. His chess championship streak was the most famous use of marginal gains theory in his day. 1% business. Massachusetts-based UX UI design company Fresh Tilled Soil harnessed marginal gains theory to improve every aspect of employee performance and satisfaction on their 30-person team. They moved into a modern office space with large windows and skylights, reasoning that natural sunlight boosts productivity. They replaced office junk food with healthier snacks. They filtered out junk leads so they could focus sales efforts on qualified leads. They optimized their website for search and referral traffic. During staff meetings, they connected the company's mission to its day-to-day actions. The result? We doubled our revenues with a net gain of one new team member, CEO Richard Banfield wrote. Twice as much income, nearly the same expenses. 1% savings. I invoked the idea of marginal gains last year when I issued the 1% challenge. This challenge dares you to boost your savings rate by 1% per month. To calculate this, just move the decimal point two places left. If you earn $2,000 per month, 1% is $20. If you earn $4,000 a month, 1% is $40. If you earn $8,000 per month, 1% is $80. I say save as a shorthand for anything that improves your net worth, including tackling debt beyond the minimum, real estate down payments, and retirement contributions. The idea? If you boost your savings one additional percent every month, By next year, you'll save 12% of your income more than you do today. You can customize this in whatever way fits you best. Some people take huge leaps, saving five or 10% in one gigantic move. Others take smaller steps, saving an additional 1% every two to three months, which adds up to an extra four to 6% of your income per year. Some apply the idea behind the 1% challenge to earning more. One challenger increased her rates in her side business and now earns four times more. I initially thought this would be a one-year challenge, but it's thriving as a rolling, evergreen concept. Anyone can join anytime and stay for as long as the challenge serves them. The typical challenger saves more than 20% of his or her income, which is awesome. 1% across life. Hear that in tomorrow's episode. You just listened to part one of the post titled, The Incredible Power of the 1% Margin for Improvement by Paula Pant of affordanything.com. Totally agree with Paula's post so far. That's pretty much how I got myself to exercise, just doing that 1% consistently, like 15 push-ups, that's it, or 40 squats. Those take like a minute of your day and it's like 1% of a longer workout, but still something, it's an improvement. And that little bit compounds over time. We'll see where this post goes tomorrow. So thank you for being here and listening every day, including the weekends. And I'll be back tomorrow to finish up the post where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more. And I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, Come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life.